0: Hey guys, with everyone's busy schedule, time is of the essence, which is why we created this weekly podcast to give you quick insights on politics, business, and even technology. So whether you're working from home or whether you're on the road, join us as we talk about different events that occurred during the week. My name is Jasegan, and with me, I have Aaron and Arias, and we're Disseminate. So let's jump right in.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, coming to you live from Toronto. Um, Today, Arius. Jasegan and myself will be talking about, in world news, the UK is the first Western country to start mass-scale vaccinations. Um, Canada will also be getting a set of vaccinations come next week. The, the next topic will be, will the vaccine hurt or help the population? And in closing, uh, the Iranian scientists getting assassinated. Um, Jasegan, how have you been tonight? You know, I'm, I'm doing
0: well. Like gentlemen, this is, this is it. Arius, um, Aaron, this
1: is it. We have a vaccine. I don't find me, you know, uh, it's been a, a, a little while, but, um, it should be interesting to see how the world adopts it. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Arius?
2: Good. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. You're
1: excited. You're excited to be here. That's excellent. My friend. Um, So let's jump right into the topic. So uh, as you you can see in the headlines around uh, December 8th, it seems like December 7th, December 8th, the UK is the first Western country to um, have the vaccination from Pfizer. Uh, This is a really interesting topic for a number of reasons, uh, gentlemen. Um, The question is, first of all, how many will they be getting to uh who will be getting the vaccine uh will it be you know retirement homes first then healthcare workers like how will, th- will that rollout be and um there's a lot of questions around you know the vaccination i've been hearing some uh uh things in the news where people are allergic to the vaccine and will they force it upon us so these are all things we would like to discuss so just like what do you think man
0: you know it's it's interesting that you bring that conversation or like that topic up because Something like creating a vaccine isn't isn't done in such a quick process, right? This was so accelerated. Something like this takes years to do, but they did it in pretty much less than a year, if we're if we're kind of looking at the timelines itself, right? Um, and I'm I'm completely impressed, but also very skeptical with uh with the vaccine itself, and maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just, like, I'm not going to be, like, the early adopters. I'm not going to be the one person to get it right in the beginning, whatever the case may be. But, but I, I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts because I think this could be, a, like, this could be very interesting for the sense that, let's say that you don't get this vaccine. Are you going to be restricted to not going to, like, movie theaters or planes or locations or buildings, whatever the case may be? I'm, I'm very curious. Um,
1: It's funny enough, uh, you bring up a lot of uh, interesting points uh, specifically around whether or not getting the vaccine and Ontario where we're situated in. uh, But before I get there, um, let me just talk a little bit about the UK. The UK is roughly supposed to be getting 800,000 doses. And I think I remember earlier in the night, you were telling me that it requires two, two doses per person. Correct me if I'm wrong. So so from what I've heard is, yes, you do,
0: um, but I, I mean, this is from the Pfizer, this is from Pfizer itself. Um, they said that you may need to and that you may have issues, like you might have sore pains and stuff. It's kind of like going to the gym and working out and you have that type of sore pain. Yeah. Like that's going to happen with that because your body is creating those antibodies to fight off this. Uh, this protein or this va- uh vaccine right
1: yes 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 this is what it seems like so you know when you think about it 800,000 doses Um, that's only roughly what 400,000 people were going to be vaccinated you know I guess it's a small start but for a population of what I think the UK has what 66 million people or 68 million I'm just roughly estimating like that's a, a, a very small stepping stone and like, you know, it's, it's we still have a long road ahead of us. And I think there's going to be a misconception that, you know, because the vaccine's being rolled out, you, you know, you can kind of become relaxed. But uh, I think it's, you know, all oh, to the contrary. Like, we still need to have our guards up. We still need to be, you know, always washing our hands, wearing our mask, and so on and so forth. Like, what do you think, Arius? Yeah,
2: I, I kind of echo what Jasegan was saying, that I'm – pretty surprised myself at the speed of which they've been able to come up with a vaccine. Um, I know, this, kind of following the news at the beginning of the crisis, and a lot of experts were saying that the vaccine probably won't come for another year, or it may never come. And uh, and then here we are. I mean, we're not even done the year, and we already have vaccine. So. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I don't, as far as early adopter, the first and last time I was ever an early adopter was when I bought the Microsoft Zoom. <laughs> we know that, but, but <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, but to be, to be kind of cynical, I feel like this is all kind of a business move anyways. Uh, I think it's just like an all like it's just a market move and uh or i I guess I should say a money making move um, Can you- i don't know i mean that's just kind of that's kind of my thoughts on this i think i I hope it works, and I hope it it's great, but it, we just don 't know enough about the 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 flu and the vaccine to like really have a proper judgment call
1: yes um it's funny. Funny enough, it's ninety five percent effective, and you know, it makes you think. You know, what about that other five percent? You know,
0: you know, it's it's funny. Like I don't, I don't get these percentages because at one point wasn't it like ninety four point one, and then didn't it go down or didn't it go up? Like these numbers were changing. It was never, it was never ninety five, and then there was also other companies like Moderna and AstraZeneca who had numbers. So I don't know what's actual and what's true. Really, I
2: think. Well, I think. I remember hearing it was about ninety four point five or ninety four point six percent and and they I think they just rounded it to ninety five percent yeah okay i mean it's, it's pretty, but then like I think if you look at any other vaccine, uh, especially like the ones that kids get mm-hmm. it's never it's never a hundred percent like they never guarantee a hundred percent so and I, I couldn't even tell you what the actual percentages are, but they're definitely in the high nineties so. I think in, in this situation here, it's likely successful. Mm. Uh,
0: I'd probably say no, it is successful. Definitely. I think that's a, that's a great point, right? The thing is um, that it is, it may be a small percentage, but overall, the, the the tests that they've been doing and stuff has been a lot more successful. Um, bear in mind the, the side effects of getting uh, sore pains or having to take the shot again
1: and um, it, it does seem promising even allergies though keep in mind um there were some people i think two people in the uk that had strong allergies and they had a reaction to the vaccine however uh, according to sources and i think even the bbc and there's many others where people can reference that but they are doing better in the hospital so you know for people that have allergies um the question is what is the government going to do in regards to these people? You know, another thing that I heard someone say, what if say, for example, you live in a household and you have a grandparents and your grandparents are first to get the the vaccination, but then, you know, people that are maybe a little bit younger, they won't be getting to later on. Will these people be susceptible to the virus? If the grandparents are vaccinated, you know, all these things are some things to consider, you know, like, how will the rollout take place?
0: You, you know, that that's actually a good point because in, in Canada itself, like if we, I know we're kind of jumping a bit, but if we were to talk about Canada itself, they're saying by Q4 2020 that 125,000 people will get it, which is only like 1% of Canada's population. Uh, and then they're saying Q1 is going to be 3 million, which is like 8%. Uh, Q2 of 2021, sorry, is like fifteen to a hundred and sorry, sorry, fifteen to nineteen million, which is like forty to fifty percent, and then thirty-eight million finally in like September of twenty twenty-one. Mm. So there is going to be a, 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 lo- a rollout, but definitely they're saying like the long-term home care people, as well as people that are a little bit more, I guess, susceptible to it. But this is all supposedly going to be claimed or like going to be confirmed tomorrow when Doug Ford. Uh, does an announcement
1: on friday december 10th uh, or 11th sorry okay 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 yes i see yeah yeah it's 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 some interesting stuff here you know um like you know it, it's just interesting to see what's going on um uh, with this the rollout of the vaccine and you also think about some other drug makers like astrazeneca they're i'm reading right now on um uh, article from CTV, which is for those that don't know, CTV is a local news station in Canada. Um they saying that they're stating that supposedly AstraZeneca is only seventy percent effective, you know, and you think about when they can reach that ninety five percent uh effectiveness, you know, and how that will roll out will be and is their vaccine um, a different methodology from the Pfizer. I think they are. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. It's something maybe we might have to look into more. But mm-hmm. you know, um, all that too. Like you know, what makes up the vaccine? How are they different? How is AstraZeneca's vaccine different from Pfizer's? You know, the German, um, the German brand. Um, but you know, let's talk a little bit about Canada and the rollout next week. So supposedly, according to Justin Trudeau. Um, which is we have some great news. We are getting the vaccine earlier than expected. I think Arius stated that earlier. Um, we're supposed to be receiving up to thirty thousand doses, but only Ontario, which I know the three the province which us three reside in will be getting only about six thousand doses, and we have what sixteen million people in the province. So again, it's a long road ahead of us. What are your thoughts on this? And um uh, Jaseek, and going back to your point, will they force this upon us? Because I've been reading that um, the Ontario government might actually force people to not necessarily force, but um, if people don't take the vaccine, they cannot participate in certain activities such as going to the movies or traveling or such. And they will also have to have a vaccination card. So you, in some senses you cannot, uh, Take part in society. What are your thoughts about this, gentlemen?
0: You know, um, and all that areas kind of add in as well. I, I'm very. I'm, I th- I feel like there's going to be four groups of people. I, there could be more. I feel like there's going to be the people that want to take the vaccine, the people that don't want to take it. There's going to be the group of people who are going to be still wearing masks, and then there's going to be people that are like protesting not wearing masks. So there could be more groups to this. Um, And it really depends on what that person's perception is of this whole vaccine. Because think about it. A lot of people don't even like to take shots itself, right? Like immunization shots. They all think it's like, uh, I'm not using the right terms, but it's not good for them or whatever the case may be. Um, So I'm I'm very curious to see this rollout and how it is going to be enforced. Mm. Um, I I, I feel like with the, the card method that you were talking about, I don't know if that could be like easily duplicated or like cloned or whatever the case may be. Maybe it might be an app. Maybe, maybe they might just add like an extension to the COVID alert app that we're using right now. Mm-hmm. Or um That's and possible, it could yeah. be like some sort of card. Yeah, some card of, some card of some sort of virtual card there. There's an option there. Um but I, I'm I'm curious to see what your what your thoughts are, Arias. I'm, what do you think?
2: Well, I expressed this in the last podcast. I mean, if the if the government makes you know strict regulations that everyone needs to have it and you can't you go to the theater you can't go watch a soccer game or you can't uh, do something that you'd like to do like you can't get a job unless you have your vaccination card up to date, then I think that's utterly ridiculous um, now I know that the uh provincial government has stated that they will not make a restrictive law like that, um, but they have left the door open for businesses and employers to make their own decisions. So, I mean, it could be very plausible. Although just hearing uh, Aaron drop those statistics, I think it kind of gives me comfort right now anyways because if you're looking at 3,000 vaccinations available in, in the, this month, or in the next few months um, to fit a population of six million, like chances are no one, nobody's yeah. gonna get it. So yeah, like the, I mean, the, the the chances of getting it are pretty low, and uh, and I can't see businesses forcing people to get vaccinations when nobody has it and it's not easily and widely distributed. So um, I don't think I don't think that kind of regulation will take effect immediately. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, maybe we might start seeing that kind of stuff in the spring or summertime, but then by then who knows where the COVID's going to be like, it could be over, it could be done, uh, or it could even be evolved. I mean, like, who's to say that, like, like what happens in the news? If, if we start hearing next summertime about COVID cases are suddenly increasing, but, or the vaccination distribution like what are we gonna what then it's true
0: um that yeah no sorry uh go on I, I was just gonna say that's a great point because i think that's one of the reasons why a lot of these companies are doing their own efforts to create a vaccine because yes like aaron mentioned astrazeneca is probably taking a different approach from pfizer um because we all want to, obviously we want to accelerate the results, but if we if we all create the same vaccine, I feel like there's no, there's no way of like, I don't know, quantifying it
2: maybe. Okay. I mean, do you think that this, uh, do you think that this is sort of like a, a current version of like the Cold War race? I mean, like okay. back in the day, it's like US and, and Russia trying to get to those nuclear weapons, or before even that, it was, um, well, I guess China, Russia and the U.S. trying to make it to the moon, um, and I, I feel like it's kind of like this now, it's just like a race of, like, China, Russia, and U.S., and I guess some of the smaller countries, like U.K. or Canada, trying to race to get the vaccine first, um, so that it can be widely marketed, <laughs> To the mass population. I don't know. I mean, I'm being cynical, but that's what I kind of feel like it is. Like, Russia's not far behind. They've almost finalized their COVID vaccination. And who knows how effective it is. The media makes it sound like it's not effective at all and that they're just like a whole bunch of hodgepodge scientists over there. Um, <laughs> but then China's not far behind either. Like, they've almost finalized their vaccination. Although you can't help but wonder wait a minute, like, China's cases are. You know, quote unquote, very, very low. Um, why do they even need vaccination? So, uh, like, what's going on here? And then, and then, Aaron, you tell me that Canada is kind of working on Pfizer to get vaccinations, although Pfizer is an American company. So it's, it's actually
1: a German company, so like, they're ahead of everybody, you know.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah, sorry, Yeah, you're right. So. So, like, Canada's not really being innovative. We're just buying <laughs> 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 Damn. people. Yeah. Right? Like, uh,
0: That's like shots fired right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but we're not, <laughs> we're not even in this place. Oh, man. Like, So, like, and who's to say that Pfizer is even on the right track, too? I mean, it, it goes back to the early adopter thing. Like, it's too, I find it's too early to to know what the effects are Mm -hmm. and there may not be any side effects anyway or it just might not be effective you know what right like it's like people i mean i don't from what i've heard that everyone's talking about the vaccine as being well i mean i guess the assumption is that it's going to be a preventative measure rather than oh it's going to cure me from yeah it's not
0: it's not something that's going to cure covid so like the people that already have covid and get this shot it's not it's not going to be effective.
2: Yeah.
1: And then also, um, Dr. Fauci, I heard today, was saying supposedly that um, he was basically agreeing to what you're saying. You know, it's if you already have it, it's not going to be effective. And, you know, although people will get it, it may work, but it may not work as well. You know, it that's basically what he was saying without saying it, you know. And the question is, like, okay, if a part of the population has it by summer, but the other population other side of the population doesn't have it like what does COVID look like by summer of 2021 are there are we still going to shut down the economy are we still going to be shutting down you know businesses and closing down things and restricting people Um, but going back to the card I just saw I'm just going to read an article to you guys here just the title it's from CBC News On December 8th, it says, Ontario plans for proof of vaccination cards as 1,676 new COVID cases are reported. So, this is not something where, you know, uh, it's all hearsay. The Ontario government's actually looking to issue some kind of proof of vaccination card for those who receive the shots. And they're saying this is for travel purposes and work purposes. But again, going back to what you're saying, Aries, like, how would they enforce that? Because isn't there some type of like labor labor law or something like that? Like, wouldn't that be some type of conflict for businesses? Or can they for- enforce it under the labor law in Ontario? Like, maybe we should have a lawyer come on to the show and discuss this, you know?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. I, I'm not even sure if that is enforceable or not. Um, I mean, I think if push comes to shove, I'm sure they could probably change the law and make it tailored to their needs but um i don't i don't really know i don't know if uh if that can be enforced or if that's just a a soft enforcing like you know it's recommended that you have it but then everybody's going to make sure you know you have it otherwise you can't enter or you can't participate
0: that i i agree with funny enough i feel like we're gonna have some sort of meet with doug ford and he's gonna he's going to use his colorful vocabulary again. And he's going to be like, these bunch of yahoos aren't getting the vaccine or whatever the case may be. Um, I I feel like it might be enforced for certain things like travel for sure. Um, large gathering stadium, stuff like that. But again, it's like the, it's, it's your choice in the end on if you want to get it now, or if you want to wait, I, I still feel like even if we start rolling out the vaccine now in Q4 and then Q1, Businesses aren't going to open up immediately. There's going to be some sort of slow opening. Things are going to start just like slowly transitioning, kind of back to normal, but not to normal. Like there's still going to be masks around for maybe till like 2022. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point.
2: You um, know, like it seems, it's, you know, the problem is, is that everybody is depending so much on these vaccines right now. And I don't know. You know, I, just, I can't seem to but think that it just seems odd like it seems like like you know this you... is not like it seems like this is the problem and i don't even know how to like verbalize it or, or express it but i think it it seems like there's other solutions r- rather than leaning so heavily on the vaccine i don't think there's anything wrong with you know getting a vaccine out there um, despite sort of the, the hastiness of it, but it's almost like I feel like we could be doing more than just leaning on these vaccines. Do you guys think do you guys feel that way?
1: Um, you, you know what, Aries? Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I believe we spoke about this in the last podcast. I think there should be also an approach from the government about eating a healthy lifestyle. And having taking a certain amount of vitamins. I know we've already discussed this, but I do think that building up your immune system, just just in case you get the virus to fight the virus is very important. Um, Mm -hmm. Because to be honest with you, what other remedies do you have other than eat healthy, live right? You know what I mean? There's no other, you know, no other solutions. Like, correct me if I'm wrong.
0: A.K.A. Eat your vegetables, kids. That's pretty much what Aaron's trying to say right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, that's a, I mean that's a good point because um, you know I like CNN is playing in the background and I happened to listen in on it a little bit and uh, and there's just a lot of a lot of blame towards Trump and the way he's handled the 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 coronavirus and all the deaths and you know, they're saying it's nine 11 deaths every day. And, and, well, I mean, that's a bold statement in itself. I can't even believe they're mentioning that kind of stuff, but, um, but the fact that it's just like a lot of commotion going on, but I feel like we're not taking the responsibility ourselves. Like it's, it's so easy to put the blame on our political leaders, uh, for, you know, what they're doing, but, but then no one's looking internally and being like, Hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't be going outside. Maybe you shouldn't be going eh, to the park or to the mall or, or anything like that. And if you are, then you have no right to blame anybody else if the coronavirus is spreading, right?
1: Yeah yeah um here's another thing too about uh, and and i i'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist i'm not trying to um you know turn anybody off from taking the vaccine however i'm reading something here on uh a government website uh i believe it was the cdc actually this is ncbi.nlm.nih.gov i, I believe it's a uh, some associated uh, medical site with the United States uh, FDA. Anyways, uh, they were saying, supposedly based off the historical events, there has been vaccinations which have killed people or have paralyzed people. And more specifically, in 1967, the United States was concerned about an influenza pandemic, which was uh, they were expecting some type of swine flu, but when they realized that they rolled out the program and not many people were affected, they stopped the program. However, they issued it, they vaccinated about roughly 45 million people in a, in a span of 10 weeks. And they said wow. that okay. um, it was estimated to cause approximately one uh, Gillian Barr syndrome case per hundred thousand person vaccinated also resulting in 53 deaths. So this is something interesting where, I'm wondering, will this vaccination actually, although it's 95% effective, will it hurt the population or will it um, help them? Because, you know, everybody's going to react to it different. And then for those people with allergies, how can the government enforce these people to take the vaccine and participate in society? You know what I mean? I think the government has to have some set of rules, which will be, you know, you, you have to they have to have some set of rules that they can ease towards people that are allergic to these type of drugs. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you know, they can't go to the grocery store. They can't do, you know, do anything. They can't participate. They can't work. Like, what do you do about these people? What do you guys think about this that possibly, you know, something the result of the vaccine could end up paralyzing people? And I'm not again, this is not conspiracy theory. This is just based off of history. Uh, Based off of a government website. So, what do you guys think?
2: Well, I mean, take a like, take a your example, your example that you just mentioned. I mean, what's the prob? What what's the probability of that even happening? Like, what's the probability of of those? What 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 year? What vaccine Was it they? Well, this was polio one.
1: Well, this one. Okay, so this is not the polio one. This is they just expected in nineteen seventy six. Uh, a similar scale of uh, influenza um, uh, virus, which was, they were uh, estimating close to 1918. um, It was a similar strain to the 1918 pandemic strain, I guess you would say. And this is why they rolled up the program, like, in, in such high numbers. But the issue was not too many people outside of, I guess, a military base got it. And, you know, they stopped the program when they realized, okay, so we are vaccinating all these people, but nobody has it. But the issue is in mm-hmm. the process of doing it, you know, there was a high number of cases of, uh, uh, I think it's called Gillian-Barr syndrome. I'm not too sure what this uh, what this syndrome is called. I don't know if, uh, 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 just see if you can look it up quickly so we can just discuss it with our viewers, just give them kind of a little overview or the uh, uh, definition of what it is. But it just makes you think like, will like, people come down with some type of syndrome taking this vaccine? Like, you know, what, what should I do as the individual? Am I, should I just not take it because of, you know, protecting myself? You know, I don't know, Aries, what do you think?
2: I mean, I think, I think if we could just look at the probability because, I mean, we're talking about 94, 95% success rates with uh, the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Um, and, Like it's like what we mentioned, like these vaccines are not 100%. So, of course, there's going to be side effects, but the, you know, how bad are the side effects? And the ones that you just mentioned, I mean, what's the probability of that, of those happening compared to the overall uh, release of all those vaccines, right? I mean, if it's within that 94, 95% range, then, you know, your standard deviation is just like a couple, you know, 1% or whatever. So it's not. It's not that. I mean, it sounds you know it sounds horrible. Like you
1: know, respect and rest in
2: peace to all those people. But that's within the parameters.
1: Yeah, the thing is, on the website, they don't give you the percentage effectiveness for it. Like again, you would have to do more research. This is just you know something that, uh, as we're discussing, it just dropped in my thoughts and I wanted to bring it up to the viewers. But um, uh, you know, this is from uh, 1967, and now we're in. Twenty twenty. So I, I would think technology has advanced, you know, quite substantially. Where they can, like I, you said earlier, you know, get a vaccine that is somewhat modern, you know. So uh, just so you can go ahead,
0: man. Yeah, no, I, I was just gonna go back to your point. Um, obviously, I'm not gonna try to butcher it, but we can call it GBS, and basically, it's it's a it's a rare neurological disorder. Oh, so okay. it attacks your your body's immune system. Uh, So, your body's immune system starts to mistakenly attack your nervous system. So, like, your brain, your spinal cord. And it could be devastating to the point where you pretty much can't breathe anymore.
1: Oh, my gosh. uh,
0: Independently. Yeah. So, like, people do recover from even the serious cases. But after recovery, there is going to be some weakness. So, it's, like, very similar to COVID where, like, you get COVID, you recover, but your body isn't as... It was before COVID. Wow. Um, But I I, I do, I'm very interested in in Arius's point about the probability of getting something like this. Um, We would probably have to do a a bit more research in terms of numbers and stuff. But it does say that it can affect anyone at any age. It doesn't really matter. Um, It apparently affects one of every
1: 100,000 people every year. Mm, i see i'm also it's funny you you say that too i'm reading about how a similar situation happened in 2009 from the h1n1 pandemic i don't know if you guys remember that but there was swine flu yeah man that was a big thing in toronto here in canada um i don't know if you remember areas i think this was right before we were going to school and stuff you know Um, yeah i remember it yeah 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 um but they they did say that there were some cases again, the same website uh where it was only uh, very rare, but a few people did get it so there again you do there is a chance that people can get it um taking based off of historical data again, we're not saying that you know we're putting a disclaimer out there we're not saying that disseminates saying that people are gonna get this syndrome from taking you know the the covid nineteen um vaccine that's not what we're seeing uh however another thing that i'm reading is that the vaccine they haven't really tested it on children yet they have a lot of data for adults but they are working yeah they're actually working on um a test sorry uh, a vaccine i believe for children ages 12 and i think a little bit older Um, but how is this going to work for children? Like, you know what I mean? Especially with schools and all these COVID outbreaks, like, what do you guys, what are your thoughts on this? What happens to that part of the population?
0: You know, that's actually a good point because a child's immune system is completely different from an adult's immune system, right? It's more, an adult is significantly more developed. Um, but I see, I'm curious. So maybe, maybe, maybe my mind isn't thinking about this, Properly, but I'm under the assumption, or maybe I'm just thinking about this wrong. But let's say that these people that do get these vaccines that haven't had COVID, um, it's not really going to reduce the numbers, though. It, it's still going to, like, our numbers are still going to be there. It's just those people aren't going to get the virus, or supposedly not supposed to get the virus anymore. Um, so there's still that chance that it can spread during the next few months. Yes.
1: Yes, um, th- 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 that's a good point. <laughs> um, how they I, handle that? Sorry, go ahead, Aries.
2: Well, well, I was going to answer your question. I mean, I don't, I don't think kids should be getting the vaccine. <laughs> I think <laughs> no, like I'm not even, I'm not even for that. I'm not, I'm not an anti vaxxer kid. I'm, <laughs> I am skeptical even of like, existing vaccines. Some of them, anyways, that are distributed to kids. Um, but I mean that is an interesting point though is that like if they don't get it and they're still a spreader of it you know how does that work like it's going to reduce numbers even even so but it's, it's they're still spreading the, the virus so what does that mean
0: you know I think it, it comes down to it comes it really comes down to tomorrow with Doug Ford announcing what the plans are so we he obviously said long-term care workers and people that are in risk zones, but what's going to happen for the Q1 rollout? Like, who's the targets for those? I, I say targets, but that's a bad word. But who are the who are the people that are going to be in that category for Q1? Who's the Q uh, the people for Q2? Because we already know, like, the cases here in schools are significantly rising, and teachers are going on strike, and teachers don't want to. Be in these situations, and they want to extend the long holidays, right? I mean, it's holiday season; they just want to extend it now. I'm, um, I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm very curious to see like who is going to be in those groups.
1: Uh, this again, these are all great, great points to bring up. Um, from my understanding, I think Ontario, or specifically um, the Canadian government, is going to follow the similar approach of the UK. So I do believe um, long care homes are going to be the first to get it. Then it's going to mm-hmm. be healthcare workers. Um, I'm not too sure as to what the like, who falls after that, like or who must get it after that. But um, I, I think that's where they're going to start because it seems like most of the COVID cases are in long care homes and a lot of the deaths are as well. Like this week alone, 162 cases were in a long care home down the street from my house here in Whitby on, um, in Durham region. Um, no way. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of sad whoever brought it into the, the nursing home, but, you know, things happen, right? So uh, it makes sense to start there, but how effective it would be, you know, with these people already having the virus, I don't know. So,
2: So do we know if you get the vaccine, can you still be a spreader or a carrier of the uh, COVID if you're exposed to it? Great.
1: That's a great
0: question. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's an awesome question. Like, that's that's what I really want to know. Um, this? Because, Go ahead, Jessica. No, no, sorry. I, I, sorry, I keep cutting you off. But what I was going to say is this whole vaccine itself is uh, the technology, they call it mRNA. And basically, it's injected to your upper arm And it's supposed to be like an inactive slash weakened form where they take like the protein and then your, your antibodies start kicking in and they, they fight it off. So supposedly it would prevent you from getting it unless that COVID, unless like you said before, it gets mutated. Mm. Maybe, maybe it gets mutated in the summer or maybe it gets mutated during the spring or even the winter, who knows, um, then I, I feel like there might be an issue. Um Jasegan, did you say it's a protein they're injecting you with? So I I'm I, I might be wrong with the terminology, but they say it's like a small part of that protein of of that virus. So like if you look uh... at the coronavirus, there's like little little spikes and like that red little protein type of thing. Okay. Like that's how that's how I'm picturing it, and that's how they kind of explained it where that little um, that little protein is what they inject into you at like a very weakened inactive type it's sorry not a not a weakened or inactive type of state though okay so, so it's not the actual
1: because yeah. i i think it's not the actual virus itself it's no, no no it's oh, not okay. got you all right that no meant-
0: it's like a small portion yeah so this is injecting
2: injecting with protein sounds like steroids to me
1: <laughs> 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 i was to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <funny>, you know,
2: <laughs> well, say the same thing here <laughs> doesn't um uh, technically <laughs> speaking it's not tr-
1: accurate, but this season. Uh, oh. oh man, me and you were thinking the same way. I was gonna say that, but you took it right out of my
2: mouth.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh I kinda to you know uh, finish off the week with our weekly news session. Um I don't know if any of our listeners have been paying attention to the Middle East, but um, one of Iran's top scientists, if not their top scientists of the nuclear program was assassinated. And, you know, they are, of course, blaming Israel. Um, you know, I cannot deny or validate this statement, but this is what they're saying. Uh, supposedly, there was remote weapon technology used to kill iran's top nuclear scientists uh i'm just going to call him mf for now because to be honest with you i don't want to butcher his last name (laughs) so uh but it was basically satellite technology was used to kill him and it just makes you think about you know the technological advances and the weaponry that israel could have and you know the implications of killing such a high profile person like you know, this could potentially start a, a, a big war in the Middle East. And, you know, with Donald Trump on his way out, if let's just say Israel was to attack Iran, would Donald Trump throw the U.S. behind Israel's support? And like what, what then what would the presidency look like for Joe Biden? Like, what are your thoughts on that, gentlemen?
2: Well, do we know that it was Israel that did it? or are you just assuming.
1: Well, it's, no. Well, this is according to Iran. So there's many, all the news sources from, again, BBC, CNN, the Indian Express, New York Times, Washington Post, all of them are saying the same thing that it's, you know, Iran is claiming that it's Israel. Israel's basically not saying anything, but it's, I'm pretty sure Israel probably killed them. And because Israel on multiple occasions have already said that, you know, they don't want Iran to get a nuclear weapon Um, where Iran is, where they are in that process of uh, acquiring a nuclear weapon, I have no idea. But um, I remember in, two, I think it was 2018, Benjamin Netanyahu mentioned the same scientist and said to remember his name. So it's so interesting now that this guy is killed. You know, um, I don't know what the implications are for the Middle East, but let's just say, areas that Israel did kill him. What happens? Because I don't see anybody else wanting to kill this guy, other than Israel or possibly the U.S.
2: Is uh, does Israel have nuclear weapons or no? Do we know
1: that? Wow, that's a huge question. <laughs>
2: you gonna you gonna really ask
1: that oh, over the air areas? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so they've always denied it, but I think most countries know or believe that they do have nuclear weapons. Um, you know, being so closely tied to the u.s i wouldn't be surprised if the u.s has shared the same you know technology or the information with them um but yeah let's just say that they do what is your what do you think what is your your opinion around that
2: yeah i mean i i i figure they probably w- would have it it seems kind of odd that if they didn't um I don't know if that really changes anything, though. I mean, it seems kind of convenient that Iran is blaming Israel. But I guess there could be truth to it, too, because it doesn't really seem like Iran has a lot of friends nearby anyways. I mean, Saudi Arabia doesn't really get along with Iran. Uh, and yeah. uh, so many other countries as well. So... um I don't know, I mean it's uh it's a messy thing when you're dealing with these nuclear things i mean who knows if the u s backs Israel up and that you know like we don't we don't even know I, they, there's tension between Iran and the u s as well so um, it could yeah. be like a proxy hit.
1: Yeah, I, actually, you know what? I found an article, gentlemen. U.S. Uh, military personnel have confirmed it was Israel who assassinated the what? scientists. So, that's that's a bold claim, but okay. Yeah, well, they must know. Come on, they have the technology. They have, you know, the, the, the thing that is so interesting here, though, is I've I've read some comments in some of these different articles that people were saying it's so funny that people can work from home. And still get things done. And I heard someone say it's no different than in a situation where Israel is technically working from home because of COVID. Rather than sending agents to kill the person, they're using (laughs) technology now. Like, think about how crazy that is. You know what I mean? Like, they can technically work from home and still kill you. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah,
0: you know, so it's weird. So I was reading this article from The Guardian. And it's been like a a long-term, I guess maybe call it a beef between Iran and Israel where they're saying like multiple uh, Iranian scientists were were killed from bombs, right? Like remote controlled bombs. One person back in 2010, a bomb was strapped to his motorcycle while he was leaving his home. Another person, uh, he had a bomb stuck underneath his car. And then another person had, uh, what was it? A bomb, a magnetic bomb attacking while he was driving to work. Like this is crazy stuff. Um, I'm i wow I'm actually in awe like I'm like this is messy.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and I do believe there will be re- like repercussions or like retaliations. Like I I I hope you know we would pray and hope that nothing would come up. You know that uh, Iran wouldn't do something back to Israel because as you know what happened last time they when the US you, um, killed their one of their top generals. Iran shot down that plane and killed many innocent people. Like you know, I, my heart goes out to the innocent people that are in, caught in the middle. You know, um, the two countries have their their bad blood, and it goes back you know decades. It goes back years, and and that's not for us to really get into. You know, who's right, who's wrong, but you know I, I, I my 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 prayer and my hope is that you no know, innocent people aren't killed as a result, but um it's just interesting seeing the Middle East kind of starting to shift like even you look at um the situation between Azerbaijan and um uh, what do you call it there um the country beside Turkey there Armenia. Uh, they, you know, they're getting into, they had their conflict a few weeks ago and, you know, you see Turkey stepping up more, taking a deeper role into, you know, these type of politics. It makes you think like the entire Middle East and Eurasia in terms of the power, it, it's it's a complete shift, you know, and I it's really something for us to pay attention to as people in the West is, you know, seeing the different powers that be rising you know um so yes gentlemen you know I, I don't know what your thoughts are around this
0: i mean it's uh like i said before our, our prayers go out to those who have been affected and it's really unfortunate that these countries are are fighting against each other um but i would i would love to i would love to know what the audience thinks um, Arius, i'm not too sure if you have any points um, but, uh, any thoughts on that Arius?
2: before I guess, um, we close. well, I think Aaron, you got a valid point. I think, uh, it's good to keep your nose and, and the Eastern affairs. I mean, we hear a lot about the Western news and, and it's obviously tailored to kind of our, our living quarters, but, uh, it's always good to keep an eye on what's going on, going on elsewhere in other countries because. Everybody's kind of tied together
0: completely. I, I, think, I think that's a great way to kind of segment that we, we would love to know what your thoughts are as the as listeners. Um, what do you guys think about the whole vaccine situation? I know there's going to be a lot more countries out there that are going to be pushing out vaccines as quickly as they can. Are you going to be one of those people that early adopt to it? Are you going to be one of those people that are going to wait to see what the repercussions are? How, how do you guys think things are going to be distributed? um and then to to the point that aaron was talking about with the uh iran scientists what do you what do you guys think like what are your thoughts and opinions on it we would love to hear it feel free to comment down below hey guys looks like you made it to the end of the podcast thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's topics we want to hear from you what are your thoughts on the topics that we discussed today Feel free to leave your answers on our Instagram and Twitter at Disseminate News, or even email us at news at protelmail.com. And if you found us interesting, please like and share the podcast as it helps us grow the Disseminate community. Remember to come back the same time next week for another round of weekly updates. Thanks again, and let's make a change in a world of chaos.